Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Somebody really loves you, you must tell you the truth. Are you hearing me? If somebody loves you, see, don't, don't, see, don't, don't be fascinated by people who are always telling you nice things. There must be something that's not right with you. Are you hearing me? So sometimes the people who love you, they will also tell you the truth. And the truth sometimes is nice, and the truth sometimes is also nice, but still a better way. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So what I'm trying to say is that don't be too thrilled or don't be too excited or don't believe everything that when you go to a church, everything you hear about, receive it. I receive it. You receive what? Are you receiving? Don't be so excited about every some churches every day. There's a prophecy. <laughs> every day. Not, not that they are not good, but you know that that type of uh, let me excite the people, let them be happy. You know, let me tell you something. Let me really tell you the truth. The Bible says that except the Lord built. They build in vain. Except the Lord watch. They watch in vain. A man can receive nothing except to begin from above. No matter what prophet and authority he holds, he declares on you. If God is not with you, it will not happen. Thank you. I should appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, brother. No, no, no. Don't do it. No matter what the person says. The size of his towel. <laughs> <laughs> Or the handkerchief. Or the tone of his voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. The point I'm trying to share with you is that the person who can bless you is God. Hallelujah. So it is more interesting to do his will. Hallelujah. To please him. To serve him. Look, if God blesses you, everybody can curse you. It will not matter. So even though it's not in the Bible, it's true. Who job bless? <laughs> even, though, even, though, yes, even though it's not in the Bible, it's also true. Who job bless? No one cares. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. So I want us to, I want us to be a, a people who please God. Hallelujah. A people who love God. A people who serve God. Amen. Amen. Ah. I, I am a firm believer in that. And our bishop is a firm believer in that. Bishop is a firm believer. Our, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm belie- I believe strongly that at the end of the day, it is God who blesses. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That, is why, that is why, you see, you shouldn't waste your time wishing somebody evil. <laughs> you may wish him evil, but God has wished him good. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I've seen some, I, 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 somebody told me, another I know, somebody told me about a man who was born with his wife and was praying that the wife would die. But the person said that as she keeps on praying that the wife would die, the wife is getting fatter. <laughs> hmm? Because he had, the man said he had taken a vow until death put us asunder. So he went there to put them aside so that he can move on. But the more he, pr- she, he prays, the more stronger the woman is getting. Eh, you can't wish anybody evil if God is on the person's side. May God be on your side. Amen. I say, may God be on your side. Amen. So we are talking about many accord. Hallelujah. And today I'm talking about what it means to be called. Thank you. We are talking about what it means. When we say God has called you, what does it mean? Hallelujah. What does it mean when we say God has called you? What does it mean? Okay. When we say God has called you, it means God has separated you. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 8. At a time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name unto this day. Amen. Amen. To be called means you are separated. Hallelujah. I'm saying many are called. That's what I told you last week. And when you are called, it means you are separated. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's room and called me by his grace. So when you say God has called you, no, it means you are separated. Hallelujah. Separated. You know, there are many Christians nowadays who wants to come into the kingdom with their old ways. Hallelujah. Separated. When God calls you, it means you are also separated. Separated means to be taken apart. To be set aside. Hallelujah. So it means that many are called. Once it's a calling of God, and many and many means you are included, you are called. It means that God also is separating you. So you cannot hang on to your old ways. Separated. Amen. Separated. You cannot come in to serve God in your old ways. You know, let me tell you something. Paul said, I am crucified. I am crucified with Jesus Christ. 
yet I live. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith in the Son of God. Hallelujah. It means that, look, many of us want to serve God. You are looking something from God, but there has to be a separation. Hallelujah. Separation. You have to be separated from certain things. Look, you cannot do the service of God to a certain extent if you keep that same unbeliever friend. You cannot. You can't still have that boy squeezing your breast from time to time and come to God's God. As you stay there. Separated. <laughs> Separated. Hallelujah. A certain lifestyle has to change. You cannot keep on telling the same lies. And some of you will tell lies that are not even necessary. There's something I call unnecessary lies. I mean, it's like, it's like by default, you lie. I said this lie, no, not necessary. You see, and, and, and I'll tell you something. Look, I'll tell you the truth. You can lie to your boss, but don't lie to your pastor. It's a great mistake. Because some of you have lied to me before. You know? You are calling it omission. It's not omission. You see? And the thing about me is that, and I, my wife is, my wife is, I tell her, look, one thing about me is that I work with what information you give me. Okay? I, my, wife was, my wife will try to pry the truth. I say, me, I don't do that. I, tell, I always tell her, look, I'm a physician. If you come and say headache, I'll give you headache medicine. If your stomach is paining you and you come and tell me headache, I'll give you headache medicine. That's it. I am, I am not an FBI. I am not into the business of investigation. If you know something, I know that you are lying. I just look at you. Because I know that you go and you come back again. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, when you are standing before a pastor, a man of God, be honest. Hallelujah. The Bible says, for they watch over your soul. And by the way, your problem is not unique. You, do you know the things I know? One day, someone who was telling me a wild story, and you think I would jump. When you finish, I was just sitting there saying, Say, Reverend, are you surprised? Aren't you surprised? I said, I'm not. I've heard wilder ones. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Hallelujah. Separated from your old ways. You see, let me show you something. To receive something from God, the life that we are looking for. The blessing that we are looking for. Okay? You must give up something. Unless you are prepared to give up something, don't expect to get something. Many of us want to receive something, but we are not prepared to give up something. Hallelujah. You are 
are expecting you, you are believing you, you see, you want to get something you are receiving, but you see, the only way you can receive something is to give up something. Unless a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. You cannot hold to everything and still get a blessing. Some things have to go. Are you hearing me? Yeah, you cannot. You see, you see, it is only a child. It is only a child that thinks that they can hold what is in your hand and receive it. Even if you like get a child right now and give a child this thing to hold, they will hold on to it. Then when you want to give the child this, the child does not know that for he, for he or she to get this one, she must leave this one. You see, they try to hold on to this and get this one. It's a child. That's why everything falls. Because you cannot. For the blessing, for the grace, for the anointing that you need from God, some things have to drop. For the grace, for the anointing, for the blessing, some things have to drop. I am a minister of the gospel. Just by being a pastor, I have dropped some things. I have dropped some things. Hallelujah. If you, have something, you have to give some things have to go. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot hold on to it and expect some things have to go. Amen. I have dropped some things. I have dropped some things. I have sacrificed some things because I'm separated. Hallelujah. Amen. Look, most of my colleagues that I came here with, okay, they are program directors of residencies. Okay? And I was stopping for my class. I wasn't dumb. No, 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 no. They have doctors who are running residency programs, head of departments in this country. Are you hearing me? Yes. But for me to be anointed, I have to drop some things. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me? You must give up some things to gain some things. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said that I can't alter this by dung for the excellency of knowing him. There comes a point. You see, you cannot hold on to some things if you want to receive a certain blessing from God. I'm telling you the truth. You have to give up something. Set apart. You cannot have the same. I mean, you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit while you still have the alcohol. Then no. When the Bible said, "Do not be drunk with wine," while in there's excess, because once the wine fills the stomach, there's no room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Full in wine, why there's excess? I should stay there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something must be given up so that something must come in. Hallelujah. Yes. You have to give up some things. You have, listen, some of you have to give up some friends. You simply have to give up that friendship. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you are not going to experience a certain blessing unless you give up some friendship. Yes, you have to let it go. You have to let it go. You have to let it go. Oh, Reverend. All my stories are true. Oh, Reverend. You know, he helps me to pay the rent. I say, hey. <laughs> I told a sister, you are a Christian sister. 
A man cannot be your roommate. Yes. I told myself, you are a Christian sister. A man cannot be your roommate. He's helped me to pay the rent. And Rev, you know, hey, I mean, he's a gentleman. I said, no! I said, when I came to the house, there's one bedroom, one bedroom, one hall, one bathroom. It means for you to go and bath, because you don't buy bath in your clothes. For you to go and bath, you have to... And you mean, I said, so you mean you put a towel around your neck, go to the bathroom and come, and a guy will be sitting there watching television, a man with blood running through his head. <laughs> And you are saying he's a gentleman. Hey! <laughs> you are saying he's a gentleman. <laughs> Where did the towel fall? <laughs> Reverend, he's a gentleman. Hey! I told her, look. I t- I- <laughs> he said, gentleman is an usher. <laughs> I usher, sir. <laughs> he, will, he, he will usher you one day. <laughs> I said, look. I said, look. It comes a point. You must give up something. You must simply give up something. For except a grain of ground fall to the ground and die. You must be able to give up something and trust God. Because in your current situation, God is not even ready to bless you. That's the thing. You must give up something. You simply have to give up something. That's a prophetic word for somebody. You have to give up something. You cannot hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. I told a certain brother who came in young, I said, look, you are young. You've come into the country. You must give up a certain, you must give up something. I said, I said look, where you are now, you must learn to live poor. You must learn to live broke. This is not the time. As I told the person, I told him, I told him. I, I, even I can't remember the story. I told him, look, this, he, I said, this is not the time to be building an 11-bedroom house in Kumasi. Because he was building an 11-bedroom house in Kumasi. And we're living in Newark. In somebody's basement. I said, look, brother. You must give up something. That reputation, that oh, you are hardworking, you are getting praises in your village. But here, you are struggling. And I said, look, let all those things go. Because, you see, that lifetime means that you must always look for money. And I said, let all those things go. Rather, I'm counseling you. Go to school. Live poor. When they call you and you don't have any money, they will insult you, but it doesn't matter. Time will tell. Because you, I told him, look, you cannot do both. You cannot 
build a house which requires that you have to work a lot and go to school. You have only 24 hours in a day. How far can you go? Are you hearing me? So I told him, look, give up something. Just give up something. Separated. You want the anointing, you have to give up something. You want God to anoint you, you have to give up something. You see, if you want God to anoint you, if you want God to anoint you even as a lady, you must give up gossiping and chatting. So long as you remain a gossip. And I speak by the Spirit. You talk too much. You talk too much. If you want a certain anointing, you want a certain anointing, you want to flow in a certain ministry, then learn to keep quiet and wait upon God. God will not put His precious Spirit in an okra mouth. Neither will God anoint an, a, a lion lip. Yes. Yes. You must give up something. Yes. Yeah. Separated. You cannot keep a certain lifestyle and expect God to know. When you say you are born again, you must, there must be a change. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot have all those friends in high school fooling around. <laughs> no, you cannot. If you say you are a child and we want to receive the grace and the anointing in the house, then you must learn to separate yourself. So some of the Snapchat and the nonsense, you must take yourself off it. You must remove yourself from some of the social medias. It's too much. You must. If you want God to anoint you, if you want to stand, like, oh, I like, I admire Reverend. I like the way you do. You must. You must give up something. You must be able to say that, look, I don't do this. I don't do this. You delete yourself from that group. Because all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Because, you see, I told somebody, look, some of them are all useless. <laughs> You must give up something. Hallelujah. You must wait on the Lord. You must give up something. Separated. That's what it means. Separated. Gabriela, that means separated. Give up something. I don't do certain things. I don't chat. I don't do these things. Give up something. For For the price of the oil. Hallelujah. That's what it means to be called. Give up something. I'm preaching today. Give up something. You see, see, otherwise you will not get to a certain level. Hallelujah. You will never get to a certain level in life and in ministry. You will never get it. You will never get it. Hallelujah. There's a price for the oil. There's a price for the oil. Yes. You want to a certain level in life. 
marriage. To have a good marriage, I'm coming there. Even to have a good marriage, you must give up something. I should tell him. <laughs> Seriously. Even to have a good marriage, you must give up something. Yeah. I hear me. I mean, if you're a man and you want a good marriage, one of the things you must give up is your ability to respond to nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you must give up something. You cannot be a good husband who reacts to every comment of your wife. I should tell them. I should tell them. If you want to have a good marriage as a husband, one of the things that can help you is learn to overlook. But if you're going to respond to every comment of a woman, then you can't marry. Because they are created to talk. Is that so? I said they are created to talk. So if you are the type of man that everything that your wife says, you take it to heart, then you cannot marry. Seriously. Sometimes when I'm doing counseling and I hear the husband and my wife said, and my wife said, are you a woman? (laughs) (laughs) A man who remembers everything that your wife said. No. Because by nature, they talk. They say things. That's that's, that's one key. Because you see, and, 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 and the Bible said that, and the Bible said that it is in the Honor, listen to that verse. It is in the honor of a king to overlook a matter. Get, show me that verse. It is in the honor of a king to overlook a matter. So you do, your ability to overlook situations makes you a king. Find that verse. So you, think, you think I'm saying the story? It is in the honor. Not this one. It is in the honor. No, no. It's, it's the honor of a king to overlook a matter. Are you hearing me? So what makes you a king in your house is your ability not to respond to everything but to overlook. You must, you see, in, 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 you see, you, see you, you, you must lose that thing whereby you respond to everything. Hallelujah. You cannot be a good husband if you everything you respond to. You must lose that ability. Yeah. To overlook a matter. Not to respond to everything. Hallelujah. And even uh, uh, 1911, right? Proverbs 19, yes. It is never wrong with matter. And, and, and also, it's, it's, and even 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 And even the ability to, the ability not to hold, let, let me tell you something. And even the ability not to hold your spouse or your wife to her weights. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know, do you know, do you know why? Do you know why? Should I tell you? The Bible says you should dwell with them according to knowledge. 
most wives, when they say, I don't want to go, they are lying, they want to go. <laughs> when they show, I don't mind, they mind. <laughs> yeah. When they show, it's okay, you can go. They don't want you to go. <laughs> So, oh, it's Valentine's Day. It's okay. Do, 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 you, you can bring anything. Don't be deceived at all. So if you're going to stand on that stand, but you said nothing, then you don't understand women. <laughs> it is the glory of the God to consider him, but the, king, the honor of the king is okay. No, that's one. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Are you hearing me, church? That's what makes you a, a king. Amen. Amen. So don't try to. You see, I'm saying you have to give up some things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You have to give up time with your friends who are guys. Amen. And spend some time with her. Yes. Yes. Because it's not everything. Every go, that means go. No. You can go. Don't be deceived. Go you see, nowadays, 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 as a policy, I don't believe it when any young girl says, I don't want a wedding. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't need a wedding. Don't believe it. Do not believe it. You know why? Because I've seen, I've seen a couple of marriages. Also. When I'm, oh, you want, I don't want any wedding. It's okay. It's okay. Whatever you do, it's okay. Only down the line. Yeah. A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I've seen many. I have seen many. Many. Many young women. Look, one lady, she, I remember she said in my own years, oh, Reverend, it's okay. I don't want anything to me go. Just some blessing will be okay. Later on down the line, we went to visit her and she was crying. You know why she was crying? That's, that's exactly Reverend, there's no wedding pictures on this hall. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hallelujah. Are you hearing me? And it's and the same thing for a woman. If you want to get, if you, if you see, if you want to get a good marriage as a woman, you must learn to give up certain rights and responsibilities. Seriously. I don't know why you can take the word. Because you see, because you see, whether you accept it or not, the Bible says the man is the head. And sometimes you may be more intelligent than him. You may have even a better career than him. But you must learn to defer it if you want a good marriage. Some, some people are annoyed with me, but it's okay. You just have to. You just have to. It's, it's not, a, I mean, some of you are even more intelligent than your husband. But you just, it comes to a point, you have to give up some things. If you want it. If you want it. Including, including, and don't be angry with me, including where you live. Sometimes you want it, you have to move. Yes. You want your marriage, you must pack your things from America and go to Ghana. 
Michael, please warm up my car for me because I need to. Because <laughs> I need to fly away after I finish preaching. He is there. You are here. You can't go. He can't come. And you, after you take a decision. Decision because you see, because a double minded person is unstable in all his ways, so he takes a decision okay, I'll sacrifice this thing for my marriage, or I'll sacrifice this man for this thing. Either way, take a decision and move on. It's difficult, but you must take a decision. Telling you, separate, separate, separate. Hallelujah. Sometimes I find people very childish. It's like you're a child. You want, you, you want to have this. It's not possible. It's not possible. If you think it's that important to you, then take a decision. That's it. Yes, if it's important to you. you see, that's the whole point. I'm, you see, listen to me carefully, please. Don't, don't misquote me. I'm not saying do it. Just pray about it. And if it's important to you, make a decision. Because you cannot live in two worlds. Every year, time is passing. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. So if this is where you want to go, then go that way. And everywhere that you go, you will lose something. So get ready to lose something. You must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. You must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Then understands well, in his time he will tell what to go, what to do, and what to say. Sing it again, we must wait. We must wait. Wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Learn our lessons well. In His time, He will tell what to do, where to go, what to say. Amen. This is it. The separation. Hallelujah. It means you must look, you must be prepared to lose something if you want to gain something. Yes. Nothing is free. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why the Bible says that for this cause, a man should leave his mother. You can for you to marry, you must be prepared to leave your mommy. You must be prepared to leave mommy so you can cleave to your wife. You cannot hold on to mommy. Well, I'm a mama's, mama's only boy. No, you cannot be mama's only boy and be a husband. If you want to be a husband, then you cease to be mama's only boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a word. The Bible said that for this cause, for the cause of marriage, there must be a losing, which is you must leave your mother. 
Yes, you love your mother. You care for her very much. But it comes a point for you to have a good marriage. You must leave your mother. Leave your mother. It does not mean disrespect your mother. But what it means is that your mother should not be influencing and advising you. You are married. You don't need. I mean, if you want to marry, then every weekend I must go to my mother's house. No. You can't. You must leave your mother, means that you must leave your mother's cooking. You are, you are with the wife in the house. Then you go to your mother's house and go and eat and you are full. Then when you want to come and say, Professor, I'm okay. You're okay. Where did you... You must leave. There's a loser. I know you love your mother very much. I know that you care for your mother very much. But there must be a loser. Hallelujah. That is why some of you ladies... If you want to marry, you must lose that boyfriend. It's time to lose that boyfriend. Unless you lose that boyfriend, you are not ready to get a Christian man to marry. What are you saying? What are you saying, Rev? What are you saying, Rev? You must lose that boyfriend. Otherwise, you are not ready to marry that Christian brother. You must lose that boyfriend. So long as he is hanging around, you are not ready to enter into a Christian relationship. You have to let him go. I don't care what car he drives. What are you saying? Or how much of the how much of your Brazilian way he has paid for? Separated. Separated. You must decide that I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian woman. I need to move. I'm looking. You see, you admire Christian marriage, but you're not willing to sacrifice Billy Joe. My God. You must wait. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Anything worth gaining will require you losing something. My God. Okay, don't forget. Anything worth gaining will require you losing something. Amen. Don't forget that statement. Anything worth gaining will require you losing something. Powerful. That's what it is. Powerful. So don't think that you're going to hold on to it. You won't gain anything. That, you see, this is what happens, and the most of us get frustrated and go in circles because you are not willing to let it go. You know, they, you see, let me tell something. Let me tell something. You don't, uh, you see, tell, tell your neighbor, don't be a monkey. Say, I'm not insulting you. Say, don't be a monkey. I'll explain to you. One of the, you see, monkeys, an experiment was done. Okay, an experiment was done with monkeys where they put in a lot of nuts, a lot of nuts and things that they like in a basket with a, with a hole like this. 
Then they put one nut in the monkey's hand. If you, like, if you have a monkey, go, go, go home try. <laughs> See, <laughs> the monkey will, the monkey squeeze the nut like this. Do you understand? He, he held the one nut in the hand like this. And then they gave me the basket with a lot of nuts, which he wanted. But they lacked the wisdom for them to put their hand there. They must open this one and let this one drop. Otherwise, their hand can never get in. They, they, they lack the wisdom that for, me, for, that for me to get all this, I must open my palm. Because when they open their palm, this thing will drop. Then they can put their hand inside. But because they are monkey brains, they, they still don't, they lack the ability to let the little thing that they are holding, that boyfriend, that stupid thing, that behavior, they lack the ability to let it go so they can tap into the grace and the mercies of God. So tell them again, please don't be a monkey. Say, you are more intelligent than a monkey. <laughs> Let it go. That's monkey reasoning. You must let it go. You must let it go. You must simply let it go. You cannot clip your fist. It will not fit in. If you have a monkey at home, go and try it. You will see that they will not let that thing go. They lack the wisdom that for, my, for me to take this thing that I like, I must open my palm and let it drop. And the reverse is true. That, that's also, in, in, in other parts, that's why they also catch a monkey. Sometimes they put the nut in a, a trap. Then the monkey will put their hand in it and grab it. And then after they cannot take their hand out, they don't know for them to escape. They have to let that thing go. Either way, you are behaving like a monkey. <laughs> Whatever you do, something must go. Hallelujah. God has more for you. It's more blessing and more favor. But he will require that you let something go. Something must go. Something has to give up. For you to experience his blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And God will bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What it means to become. Hallelujah. Amen. To be called. To be called means to receive mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Hallelujah. What do I mean? For God to use you is by his mercy. That's what Glad you understand. For God to use you to do anything in the house is by his mercy. Why is it by his mercy? Because you really don't qualify. None of us qualify. I mean, for a holy God to use you, James Legend, is mercy. A holy God. A holy God to use you is mercy. Hallelujah. So when God calls you to do something, he has even extended his mercy to you. 
because you really, really, really don't qualify. That receive mercy. It is only by his mercies. His mercy that he's giving you an opportunity to do something in this house so he can bless you. But if it was to go by real qualification, you don't qualify. So his call is just his mercy. Hallelujah. That is why, so, so Paul said, because of that, we faint not. Because we know that this whole, I mean, look at your life. Look at your life. What can you do? What can you offer? Look at the difficulties. So if God is saying, that, look, please come and work in my vineyard so that I will give you an opportunity to bless you. It is his mercy. Because if God was willing to interview you, your resume does not add up. <laughs> you don't even have one. It's his mercy. You! You! Where you have been the past week? I mean, so for God to call you to come and stand here and sing, that you are singing to saints and you are singing. That you stand here and you sing. We must wait and you are shaking yourself. Great and mighty defender. A Gibo, a mighty God. You are saying a Gibo. Where you were last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last night. And the amazing, you see, you see, uh, and the amazing thing is that, and the amazing thing is that you still were able to minister. It tells you that God has shown you mercy. Mercy. Mercy has triumphed. The blood has spoken for you. Therefore, we faint not. You sitting there playing the keyboard. The website that we were on yesterday. <laughs> so, for us to say we are blessed, God has shown you mercy. Everybody say mercy. Mercy has come. I said, Mercy has come. That's what Paul said. Suppose because of them, we see it as mercy, we faint not. Look, we are wicked. We are wicked. I'm telling you that if God was to judge us by our wits, no one can qualify. So when God calls you to do something, it is his mercy. This is mercy. Mercy has triumphed. He's showing us because as we are wicked. We are wicked. And apart from wicked, we are some way. We are really some way. I'm telling you. So it is only his mercies. Hallelujah. Say, what's the Mercy. Yes, it's mercy. Yes, it's mercy that makes you. So when, when, when a pastor tells you to clean the church house, it is God's mercy. Don't complain. Don't faint. That's supposed to be faint not. It is just by the grace of God that God has given you something to do in his house. Clean my house so that I can clean your house for you. That's what God is saying. Even though you don't qualify, I want you to clean. I want to get your house in order for you. But I want you to clean my house. So when God has given you that opportunity and you complain, you don't even understand the mercy. When God says that be a bastante leader, 
Just, just, just go and visit people for me. It is his mercy. So that I can visit you and bless you. And you are complaining, you don't understand the mercy. You don't understand the mercy. If you understand the mercy, you will jump at it. You will faint not. You will know that this is an opportunity from God. It's an opportunity. Yeah. It's mercy. That's what it is. God is just showing us mercy. Yeah. God is just looking for something to bless you. Are you hearing me? Oh, that God is just something to bless you. Amen. So when God is asking you that, yes, the person insulted you, the person was rude, the person didn't treat you well, the person treated you, but forgive him. And you are holding, so that I can also forgive you. It is his mercy. But you insist on your right. This is mercy. Hallelujah. Anything that he calls us to do in his house is by his mercy. None of us qualify. None of us qualify. By his mercy. To be called is to receive mercy. Hallelujah. And you see, and, 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 and that's what Paul said we faint not. Because you see, the thing about mercy is that every day we need mercy. And thank God that his mercies are renewed every morning. I mean, I don't know anybody here who says I will not need mercy tomorrow. Hallelujah. And we need mercy. See, as for mercy, we need mercy. I always say that, you know, I always say that all of us, if you work, if you work, the reason why you have not had a problem at work is that they have not put a microscope on you. All of us. If somebody was to put an eye on you and analyze you, they'll find something wrong with you. Errors. So everybody. So 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 if you look clean, it is because some microscope has not been under you. Look at corners. You write things that are not true. You come later and change the time. Yeah. So by 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 saying that somehow, somehow, it has been overlooked because of God's mercy. One pastor went to jail. One, one pastor went to visit prisoners. A big pastor he went to visit prisoners in Ghana. Then he sat down with them and was asking them, "Why did you come here?" And they told him what the reason why they were in jail. This one said, "This one." This one. When he came out, he told another pastor, "Hey." We are all prisoners, so all that some are in and some are out. He <laughs> said, Hey! He said, Hey! We are all prisoners. The only thing that some are in, because the very thing that puts somebody behind, but you have done it. Somebody shout mercy. Shout mercy. Yes, it's mercy. It's mercy. Let me tell you, it's mercy. At the end of the day, it is God's mercy. There is none righteous. No, not one. Eh. How many abortions have you committed that you still have a child? <laughs> it's the message of God. I mean, how many marriages haven't you spoiled that now you have a husband? 
I'm preaching. How many marriages? You you were a thorn in the flesh of some people's marriages. Now you have your husband. If a man is to reap what he should sow, you. Sometimes when you are preaching, let me go to this corner. You see, you see, so, you see sometimes when we are preaching, some of these are our aunties who are wearing cloth. But in their days, the trouble they cause that today they look so peaceful. They call that. by his mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. So when God overlook all your mistakes, I mean somebody like Fred, if God calls you to sing, you, you can see mercy from here. <laughs> I mean this guy, that today he has a wife. Hey! The number of hands that he has broken. <laughs> He has broken the commotion he has caused. That way, he has a very quiet, nice, soft wife. Mercy. <laughs> this is mercy. I mean, this boy, this is mercy. <laughs> Got a very nice, soft spoken, gentle lady. 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 Lady, this guy. You can see that the mercy of God has prevailed. And more mercy will come. And God will give you an office. As you walk in his mercy and his grace. That's what it is. Amen. Mercy. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Mercy has triumphed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Sing, we must wait. Thank you, Lord. Wait, wait on the Lord. Let our lessons well. In his timing, he will tell what to do, where to go. What to say? We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Learn our lessons well. In His timing, He will tell what to do. Father, we thank you for your call. We thank you especially for your mercy. 
For Paul said, having received this ministry, we have obtained mercy. Thank you that Father, you have called us to do something in your house. Some to sweep. Some to teach children. Some to usher. Some to shepherd. Some to preach. Some to counsel. Some to visit. Somehow, you overlooked our shortcomings and gave us the ministry. And we are grateful. For we have obtained mercy. When we look at our past and our background, we don't deserve to be in your house. But your mercy has prevailed. This is my prayer, Lord. That as we have obtained mercy, we shall not faint in this service. We will not faint in this service. We will not give up on this work. We will not backslide in this work. For you have shown us mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You personally don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. God has shown you mercy. That he's given you an opportunity. He gave me that opportunity some time ago. And by the grace of God, I took it. He gave me that opportunity some time ago. To give my life to Jesus. And by the grace of God, I took that opportunity. So if you are here this Sunday afternoon. God is extending that same opportunity to you. And I pray that by the grace of God, you will take it. So if you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Today. This very afternoon is your moment. This is your season. This is your time. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. So whoever you are, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to make sure. When I say born again, I mean, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm asking you to know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. If you have not done that, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm talking about eternity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You make sure that you are born again. It's very important. It's very important. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Father, we thank you for salvation. I pray that none here will perish. May we come to serve you. May we come to love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.